the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate because you see those sirens in your feed. You know exactly what that means. We were within striking distance. And it seems the Chargers, the lightning bolt has struck. Jim Harbaugh, uh, according to, oh, and as we're sitting here live, you know, very much in the moment, Los Angeles Chargers uh, just shared on Twitter, who's got it better than us? So Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. For all impacts of what we can expect in terms of Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, um, it'll be better than what he got in college for all impacts of, you know, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> and what he wants to build in terms of the roster. Of course, I would direct you to the pick six podcast, but that's not why you're here. That's not why we're here. We're here to put a bow on the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan, which is something that I do want to do. And also ask the important questions like, um, where Michigan goes from here. There is a simple answer. There are potentially more complicated answers. We'll get into all of that. Tom, the entire Jim Harbaugh tenure at Michigan, how would you describe, like if you had to simplify a, oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to hit you with something like this, but if you were to, to simplify or boil down the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan, how, how would you describe it? A complete and utter disaster, Chip. He went there, said he was going to turn the program around and then damn it, he did it and won a national title. Just abject failure at every single, no, I mean, it was, how else can you describe it? It was it was fun. It worked. They accomplished the goal. There was some fun off-field antics to keep everybody distracted. There was the dancing around every offseason about the NFL. There was interviewing for a job on National Signing Day. But in the end, three straight wins over Ohio State, three consecutive Big Ten titles, and the first national championship since 1997. There is no other way to grade what happened there under Jim Harbaugh than a resounding success. I mean, just 
one of the best coaches in the sports now gone. I, I first oh. of all, thank you, Jim Harbaugh, for signing with the West Coast team because I made some fire like flanking short ribs tonight, like Korean style. And <laughs> if I had to like stop in the middle of that, I'm gonna be really ticked. So if he had taken the Atlanta job, <clears throat> dinner's probably interrupted. And uh, <laughs> we're, West yeah, Coast, that's we're, all we're, right. We're good. <laughs> so that was uh, there's some dishes I got to attend to after this, but. Thank you for going to the Chargers. No, we got, in all dinner, in. We got dinner in with the boys. I mean, this is I, actually very well timed. I had just finished dinner. Lynn is the one who broke the Harbaugh news to me while we were sitting there eating. She um, was looking at her phone. I, but I like what you said because <clears throat> there is like, I mean, 86 and 25 overall, 60 and 17, the three straight wins over Ohio State, the three straight uh, Big Ten championships and national championship at the end. But you go back and you look at, it, at the 2016 season, they went into the Ohio State game with the chance to compete for the Big Ten title. You know, lost that, end up missing out on it. In the 2018 season, they go into the Ohio State game with the chance to win the Big Ten title. They lost that. And to me, the journey, as I'm just sort of like stepping back and looking at the Jim Harbaugh era as a whole, is one of the great college football stories. Like, just sort of like, take a step back. We've got former star quarterback, goes back to his old school, uh, leads them to a heights that they had not seen, sustained success that they had not seen in a really long time, wins three straight conference championships, beats his rival three times in a row, and wins a national championship on the way out the door. I mean, I know that we've got members of the Cover 3 tailgate that tell us the NFL is scripted all the time, but this is a daggum Hollywood script right here. The idea that this person has been able to take this university and lead it to these heights and walk out. I like you mentioned, Tom, at the beginning, there was climbing up in a tree. Remember for now, like when the dead period was going to be over, I forgot which defensive lineman he was trying to have a sleepover with, you know, like he was going over to the science classes and he was sitting, it was antics. It was taking your shirt off. It was the satellite camps. I I covered one of those first satellite camps at IMG. People were losing their minds. Satellite cancer, not acceptable. And then Harbaugh's and, running around like drinking milk like Stone Cold with the shirt <laughs> off, just running around. And and the receiver gloves, it was shirt yep. off, receiver yep. gloves. I yep. mean, yep. you know, and, and then at the end, we have controversy. So it's like we've got entertainment, we've got adversity. He can't beat Ohio State, he keeps knocking his head against it. And then we have ultimately a triumph. I mean, uh, there is the controversy at the end of it, but I think all of it makes one of the great stories, and he will be a figure in the way that we tell the tale of this era of college football. And so I, as, as a somebody who really enjoys college football, um, just for the how much of a human sport it is, yeah. Jim Harbaugh was not sanitized like a lot of college football coaches, and, uh, and I appreciate him for that. He often wouldn't give you what you wanted in an interview, but he would say something somewhat interesting or off the <laughs> wall, which was you know, at times pretty entertaining. I, I mean, it's also, a, if you think a guy has a good track record, it's a good reminder of let's remember why you hired the guy. Is he a fundamentally different coach than who you hired? Like as a person, have his, have his abilities changed, right? Is there a real reason to lose confidence in him? Because, I mean, they were they were getting whipped at times, and they look bad. Like that COVID season obviously was sure was really bad. And he makes a couple changes on, on defense, You know, gets a, a D coordinator from his brother, and uh, – they hit on a quarterback and natty. So, yeah, I, I just – one of the special guys in our sport, it's gone. It sucks. Um, before we get to, you know, where uh, where it goes from here, here's what we know about the Michigan side of things. We know that Michigan had a very lucrative offer on the table 
to be able to contend with what they were very much expecting to be offers from the National Football League. We know thanks to reporting, even up until the 11th hour, they were willing to put in some of those provisions that Jim Harbaugh was asking. Dennis Dodd reporting as recently as this afternoon that you know all those clauses about NCAA violations, You know Michigan was willing to meet them, meet them halfway on that. Um, ultimately, do you think this is a, a Jim Harbaugh driven uh, Tom do you think this is ultimately a Jim Harbaugh tr- driven decision or do you think there was a level where Michigan like was Michigan not going to have a chance do you understand what I'm saying did Michigan walk away from the table at some point was there a level that Michigan was not willing to meet no. or you think this is all Harbaugh no there's Michigan's never going to leave the table with Jim Harbaugh he just won a national title for him like no this was Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh got what he wanted which is he he brought Michigan back won the national title and then the NFL interest, and it, again, we have to see what happens with the Chargers, what they do. But the Chargers don't have a GM yet. Got a head coach, though. So I, I have a feeling like Harbaugh is going to have a direct say in who they hire as the GM, which is, again, what he's wanted. He wants control over personnel and that kind of stuff. So, no, this is Harbaugh. You know, he's now won a national title at Michigan. He's coached in a Super Bowl, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl. So now he gets to go to the NFL where he came close, you know, close to getting one. And now he can try to do that. And he's stepping into a situation where they've got the QB and Justin Herbert. So it's not like a complete and total overhaul. This could be a quicker fix where he just kind of brings a toughness in a, along the lines of scrimmage like he has everywhere he's gone that you could argue maybe the Chargers haven't quite had in recent years. Mm. Um, let's as as we're here, uh, we'll, we'll get to let's go go a little bit more but uh jonathan jones i'm just giving you live up we've got so many people hanging out live i'll give it to you as we're getting it jonathan jones cbs sports reporting presumed successor sharon moore has made calls in recent weeks to fill his staff in preparation for harbaugh's departure that tells me a obviously the sharon moore part of this but b that harbaugh's probably also going to have some members of that michigan staff with him in mm-hmm. los angeles right most people expect mentor will be following him yes and wow. probably his brother and his brother, be his brother. Sure. yeah there is no reason why jay harbaugh is just hey listen i don't know jay but i'm just saying there's no like there's no reason that jay harbaugh should be stay especially with jay harbaugh is like documented in reports as one of the primary contacts for connor stallions like mm-hmm. i don't i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't stay in the ncaa jurisdiction and, and somebody just mentioned this in the comments people have often wondered why jim leonard hadn't taken a oh, job sorry, yet this offseason yeah jim leonard might take this job if he's offered the dc job in ann arbor hell yeah they they return a cut on defense Mm -hmm. yes son not brother i got you i got you i got you yeah yeah yeah. um why do you think that jim leonard would not or would no i'm saying like hmm? we need to move on from that we we got too much to get to all right we we did a son brother slip up on a family full of coaches, all right? Hey, all they're all Harbaugh's, all right? There's like 7,000 of them. They all they look the days. same. They, they all Harbaugh's. sound the same. They hey, all coach Tom, football. Yeah, what are, and Tom Crean's obviously the odd one out. Every single time we get this daggum family together. Jeez. <laughs> what was that? Did you see the tweet from Creed a couple weeks ago? They're like, wow, Creed sit, must have to sit at the kid table for Harbaugh Christmas. And he says, I sit wherever my mother-in-law tells me to. <laughs> God, he's so good. Don't go back to coaching, Tom. Just stay stay with <laughs> us. I'd appreciate that. Um, so, uh, Bud, you are Ward Manuel. Do you feel good if you want to move forward with Sharon Moore? Or do you want to take this to market? 
certainly feel better than I would have had Jim not been suspended because Sharon Moore coached what four games for Michigan this year mm-hmm. and you know did a pretty good job at it. And I, I think if you are if you're Ward Manuel, like you do work for the president, and the president, if if we had a Jim Harbaugh podcast, the, the president of Michigan would, would be in, like in the comment section like six hours before that thing started. So I, I anticipate that the word and, and the opinion of Jim Harbaugh, which I assume would be an endorsement of Sharon Moore, given who they chose to be the head coach when Jim was suspended, I would expect that that endorsement would hold a lot of weight, right? And so I I don't know 100% that it's going to be Sharon Moore, but I would be uh, somewhere between shocked and surprised if it's not. Like, not completely shocked because, of course, it's a really damn good job and I don't know as much about Sharon Moore as Michigan does because they employ the guy. They should have superior information here as to whether he's a good hire or not. Uh, but again, like sometimes that's not going to work out. Like you know, Zach Arnett, Mississippi State should have probably known there, and that was a tragic situation. But still, inter- interim guys or, or internal promotions don't always work. But he's been a good recruiter for them. I think they have a lot of confidence in him as a coach. So. I would anticipate it would be Sharon Moore. Yeah, and if it's not Sharon Moore, it's going to be a huge name. Like Coming a shocking on, name. Yeah. <clears throat> Coming up on the other side, if it's not Sharon Moore, if Ward Manuel, the athletic director, does want to take the Michigan football job to market, so to speak, see who's out there, see who's interested, who might be some of those names, we've got some suggestions. And what happens to this roster? We just saw what happened at Alabama and Washington. What's the future look like for the Wolverines? That and more next. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast again. You see those sirens in your feed. You know exactly what that means. Jim Harbaugh Emergency Podcast. We've been thinking about this show for a long time, but there has not been anything that has stood out to me. I've, I've raced through all the different ways that I want to discuss this, and I missed something. I missed something that only the Cover 3 tailgate could uncover. We are one Steve Sarkeesian scandal away from a 500 to 1 bet cashing between Bud and Tom. <laughs> as Bud bet Tom that all four of the college football playoff participants would have different coaches. We first had Nick Saban retiring. That was one. Kalen DeBoer then took the Alabama job. Out goes Washington. That's two. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. That's three. Steve Sarkeesian. Did not take another job in this cycle. But if something were to keep him from being the head coach of the Longhorns in 2024, that's a 500 to 1 ticket cashing for Bud Elliott. Bud's out here filing FOIA requests every single day. Uh, yeah. I mean, we are. <laughs> is it complete? This is the school that we had like a monkey scandal. Are we 100% <laughs> sure that this is done? Well, and this is the other thing is like, I, I need to be fair to Sark who is so open about his journey, right? So, like, if I was like, well, track record, but I don't think that would be fair, you know? Just, I, I I think Sark seems to be rocking and rolling. He's been through a lot. Uh, I would I would not put his past in terms of my expect. I would not tie his past to my expectations of what this offseason is going to be like. Now, you know who looked pretty good in Maze Blue? Steve Sarkeesian, man. I mean, like, like, <laughs> it into that kind of defense. Like, imagine all the stops you would get at Michigan. If they put Sark there. Dude, he could run his offense. You're going to get the ball back all the time with that defense. Get Jim Litter to run it. I, I mean, 
Bud's double motivated because a it could be five hundred dollars and two, then we'd have a Texas coaching search. <laughs> We're gonna talk about keeping this machine rolling, dude. Texas sure. coaching search would do it. All right, an LSU coaching search would do it. Um, I don't know if an Iowa State coaching search would do it necessarily. Kansas coaching search might make things a little bit interesting. Uh, but where, where where do you start in terms of just sort of putting together the handful of names, the bucket, so to speak, non-Sharon Moore category for the Michigan job? The the Brian Kelly rumors have been out there, but I, I don't have any actual reason to believe them. Uh, obviously, Lance Leipold at Kansas, maybe not obviously because I'm not sure how many folks follow his journey, but he did coach in Michigan uh, for quite a while. So um, I think you could see him potentially if it's not Sharon Moore, but I think every name that we, we bring up here, it, it is couched with the, if it's not Sharon Moore, because I think all of us sort of expect that it would be Sharon Moore. Um, he's a proven winner. And I think he'd probably do pretty damn well at Michigan, at Leipold that is. So it, if I wasn't going to hire Sharon Moore, I think that's who I would go get. Interesting list yeah. for me PN's Pete Thamel, uh, Sharon Moore is the favorite to replace Jim Harbaugh. Other names, Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman, and Dave Clawson. He adds a note here. Matt Rule and Luke Fickle have been considered amid past Harbaugh flirtations with the NFL. I wonder if they would not be, just based on the timing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're Fickle and they call you, you, you say Wisconsin peace, right? And Matt Rule maybe. as well. That's a much better job. Yeah, I know. But you're, oh, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, but speaking of Wisconsin, just one minor correction. Leipold coached in Wisconsin. He didn't coach in Michigan. Oh, excuse me. Oh, uh, DeBoer. I was thinking like the two guys that came up from the lower ranks. DeBoer did, right? DeBoer did. Brian like Kelly Eastern. did. Right. He was Wisconsin was Whitewater? In, yeah, he was a Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay, that's right. Okay. Which, I mean, it's it's Michigan. It's just on the other side of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all cold and near the lake. Yeah, it's cold I, up there. I, I, <laughs> Sorry about that, guy. Tom, what about you? Like, what what do you think? You you sort of tease. You're like, it might be a, you know. No, I'm I, I'm not trying to tease any specific. I'm just saying I feel like if it's not Sharon Moore, the only reason it wouldn't be is because there's some giant unexpected kind of like grand slam swing that they took and they hit on. Like, I think Moore is very much likely to be the coach. But if it were a Brian Kelly or a Luke Fickle or a Matt, you know what I mean? Just something to that extent. So. I think it'll be more. I don't think it'll be Urban Meyer. I don't think it'll be Bill Belichick. I don't think – I Dion. think Lance Leip – Dion, yes. It could be Dion, yes. For but content, like, we want Urban. For content, there's – well, first right? of all, I can't even do that. I've done Urban Meyer for almost every prominent job that has come open. Um, but the man who has the infamous pint house named after his record against Michigan – Yes. Yeah. Can't do that. And that's why I really don't know if Luke Fickle would take the job either because that runs deep. And I don't know if Luke Fickle would really want to, you know, betray. Um, but I, I, yeah, the thing with Leipold is we know he's a great coach. We know he's a great developer. But is he the coach that you want for a Michigan, like a team coming off of a national title? Like Michigan does not have top five recruiting classes every single year. But mm-hmm. would you want to bring in somebody like that who might not have the kind of recruiting chops that you're looking for to continue competing at that level, especially now that the way things are going as far as the power two and the playoff expanding? I, I think it's interesting. Um, a great candidate for Michigan 
if I was just to, you know, take a step back, it's the guy who just accepted the job in Tuscaloosa. And to go mm-hmm. back to, you know, like Bud's sliding doors of all the weird timing of this, like Nick Saban's retirement and Jim Harbaugh leaving for the NFL. When we go back and we crystallize this coaching carousel, they will be included, but they happened at very different times with very different context. And Kalen DeBoer would have been a great candidate for this job. He just took the job at Alabama a couple weeks ago, so it ain't going to happen. So I, I, I would, uh, I, I don't have any other names necessarily to add to this. What if like Mike Frabel took it? Ohio State guy, that ain't going to happen. Also hilarious. Yeah. But also hilarious. Also hilarious. But yeah, another coach too, like, you mentioned DeBoer just took the Washington job. The guy who replaced DeBoer at Washington spent two years coaching at Michigan. Jed Fish. Wow. So it's. Well, there's no, you can't do that. You find him, no. you can't do that, right? All right. It's Nick Saban. <gasps> Is Charles Woodson in coaching right now? So I'm looking at the chat. They're like, we, they need to hire Charles Woodson to replace Mike Mentor. I was like, I, I don't. Does Char- Charles ever coached? I'm just glad that other fan bases do this too. Like when I do old cast, like, what about this former player who has no coaching experience at all? Like, like he, he could be a, the next coordinator. I'm like, there oh, is. What about Mike McDonald? Do you think that Mike McDonald would come back and be head coach? No, Mike That's McDonald's going to be an NFL head coach here soon. Okay. In fact, if yeah. the if the Ravens didn't get to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship, he might already he'd be already interviewing for places. But um, yeah. I think we I, th- I think we very much have uh, Tom Brady. Somebody in the chat just said, "Sure, yeah, Tom Brady." All right, let's set the ground rules. If it is Sharon, it's not an emergency pod. We'll just discuss. Like if they announce Sharon tonight or early tomorrow morning, we're just going to hit it on Thursday show. Yes. Mm-hmm. The news, if it's right. like Brian, if it is Brian Kelly for some reason, which I, I don't think it will be. Well, the, the other thing about promoting yeah. Sharon Morris is it closes the loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you take Brian Kelly, now guess what? Now we've got an LSU job. Open again. <clears throat> if he takes Steve Sarkeesian, now we've got a Texas job and $500 to Tom. How much do you think that the player exodus that we saw from Alabama and to some extent Washington plays into the thinking of Michigan's admin here? Because if you are this late in the coach game, you, you get that 30-day window to open. Now, mm-hmm. granted, Bama missed time the heck out of this because a lot of schools still had an enrollment window open, whereas now for a lot of schools, like it's got to be real quick, man. It's it's hard to get kids in now at this point. You can still get it. There's still a couple, but it is it is fairly difficult uh, at many places. So like, does that factor in? Or because it's so late in the game, do they realize, like, Kids, whoever you hire is going to have what, like, fourteen weeks before the spring window opens to to kind of you know get to know these guys. I think it factors in a little. I think as to as does the academic year where you can kind of say that it won't have as large of an impact. But I also, I don't think Michigan is quite the same situation as like Alabama and Washington because Michigan is Michigan. Alabama is Alabama, but Nick Saban is bigger than Alabama, if that makes sense. So, like, we talked about a lot, like, with the NIL and stuff, a lot of the kids were going there who to play for Nick Saban. I think a lot of kids go to Michigan because they want to go to Michigan. And then Washington is just a completely different situation where the entire team was graduating anyway, and then the coaching staff leaves as well. So, I think that's probably true, yeah, that – the draw of Michigan as a school mm-hmm. is greater than the draw of Alabama as a school. If mm-hmm. you remove the coach. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. 
I think that it would be irresponsible not to give Sharon more an advantage if you thought for sure, based on your conversations with everybody, that him sticking around would be the linchpin in holding the key pieces of the roster together for 2024. A roster that's already going to lose 12 NFL draft picks? Some Roughly, yeah. I mean, more. I, I my bet would be double digits. You give me 10 and a half, I'm taking the over. Um, and while they are bringing some back, I think that this is going to be, like you mentioned, a roster that while their recruiting rankings might be one thing, I bet you in the tw- if 24-7 sports transfer portal team has to re-rank a lot of these guys, they're going to have better rankings than they did coming out of high school just because the player development, both in terms of like the physical side and the teaching side, have just produced better players at Michigan. I mean, it's been really, really good player development, something we've talked about a lot on here. So, yeah, I would give Sharon Moore... If we were if we were putting together a score like a candidate algorithm, I would boost Sharon Moore's rankings if I did truly believe that keeping him was going to help keep the roster together, and I believe it would probably have it give you a better chance than if you did an outside hire. The one thing to look for here is, and you can message internally regardless of whether you make it official. Official, uh, like you could have a hey, no cell phones meeting, but it's Sharon guys type thing. Right. Some state schools require the job to be like posted or listed or whatever it is for a certain mm-hmm. number of days. So I don't know what Michigan state laws are on that. Uh, and I, I mean, as the head coach, you can probably get something. You could, you could probably get a waiver through, especially because it's Michigan, but uh, it's another factor to consider here too, is like Nick Saban probably wasn't sharing with his roster that he was retiring. Kalen DeBoer wasn't sharing with his roster that, Hey, if Alabama comes open, I'm out the door. Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors have been a constant for years. They were sitting at the press conference after the title game, J.J. McCarthy and Harbaugh, and Harbaugh gets asked about the NFL at the, at the, at the conference, and McCarthy starts cracking up because it's they, they all knew this was a possibility. They've discussed it. It's been open. So I feel like if guys had ideas to transfer or go to the NFL because Harbaugh was leaving, they've already made that decision. Man, if it's Sharon, think about like, wasn't he pretty heavily considered for Purdue? And now a year <laughs> later, you're a national champion and you could be the head coach <laughs> of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get rich either way, but like one, you have a much better shot of coaching there for more than four or five years. Mm. Hmm. Mm. I, it's a good gig. I, I, I bet you, uh, I bet you, Sharon Moore, spread. I, I bet you Sharon Moore is going to uh, look back at those, those series of decisions that were made in that coaching cycle. Be very happy without worked out. Let's say so. We'll see. Um, what other what other threads here do we want to pull on before we get out of here? Um, I, I did see uh, one comment. Um, there was one comment in the tailgate that said that compared it. A lot of Kevin says a lot of Michigan's players may stay because they'll embrace more like Notre Dame did Marcus Freeman if more was promoted. I don't remember specifically what the environment was like around Notre Dame's roster. I don't remember a rating. I don't know. I guess we credit Freeman as a part of being able to help keep that together. There, there was like a rally around uh, type thing when when Kelly left. And I, the narrative was, I think it was a factual narrative that a lot of the players really liked Marcus Freeman. They got along with him well. He was involved uh, with at least some of the young guys' recruitments. And I mean, obviously, like he's pretty qualified, so... I would assume Sharon Moore does in, in that way sort of play a similar role. And where, he's been the head coach in big games. Yeah. Oh, 
all time blends together for me at this point. Was the transfer rules even in place then? Could they freely have transferred after Brian Kelly left? The portal was open. I don't know if you had the one time tra- transfer yeah, waiver. That's what I'm I don't know if that would that. I can't remember when that was in. It's all. <laughs> and did you have the 30 day? I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you had the 30 day window. Um, so our expectation is that while some players may leave, it's not like we're going to see anything close to a roster being raided here. And, and the coach ain't coach is not going to take his players to a new school. And also they want to come back and do it again. Yeah. Like you just won a national title. You, you want to see if you can do it again. So I don't know. Hmm. Here's a question for you guys. Obviously, Nick Saban's the greatest college football coach of all time. He won all those national titles. Other coaches have won a whole lot more titles. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL and wins a Super Bowl, and he's a head coach like Pete Carroll, who has a Super Bowl ring, and he's got college football national title rings, where do you rank him as a college football coach of all time? One spot ahead of Pete Carroll. Wait, just as a college football coach? Just as a football coach, period. Oh. No, but the idea that those two occupy that space just, I mean. And they hate each other, bro. They the hate, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I swear. Like, I saw a report that Pete Carroll was trying to make a late push at the Chargers job, and I just love the idea that Pete heard Harbaugh was about to get it, and he was like, uh-uh, not on my watch. Started chewing that gum. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take this job. <laughs> What's your deal? Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I would love if that's a debate. We will always debate Harbaugh and Carroll. For uh, very basic reasons like that, I'd love that. So, I would put Harbaugh one spot ahead for the record. I mean, if, if Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl, he's above Nick Saban as a football coach, right? He won and he won on both levels. Saban only won in college. I'm not playing that game. All right, six and twelve is ridiculous in the modern era. I will always that's say, just like that's fair. Six championships in a twelve year span in any competitive sports at the highest level is kind of bananas. I think it's harder to go to a Super Bowl and win another, but. Other guys have done that, and nobody else has done 6-12, and 12, so that's fair. I'll also say this isn't really our concern, but this is – for the Chargers, this hire makes a lot of sense because um, Jim Harbaugh is a good football coach. But also, nobody in L.A. gives a damn about the Los Angeles Chargers. Their home games are road games. There are typically more fans of the other team there. So they need to make a move like this to actually generate excitement around that franchise in that city. So, yeah. It's it's gonna be. I, I think Jim will have a tough time adjusting at first to his first home game when there's more Raiders fans in the stands than there are Chargers fans. Yeah, and you've had one of the best home field advantages since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Uh, does uh, does Connor Stallions make his way to Los Angeles? I would hell yes. I would get him on my staff if I'm. There's no NFL rules against scouting opponents, are there? That's all. No, like the all 22 is available. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing that, that there's no rule in the NFL. I understand hanging out at practices. As defiant as the coach and the um, schemer have been all throughout every stage of, you know, have, having the rules called on you, I would not be surprised if we just see on that printout <laughs> analyst Connor Stallions. I, I, Serious. I, I don't know what kind of odds you want to give me on that, but I, I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you think if the NFL would, would, would be like, hey, Chargers, we're, we're, we're not doing that? No. Okay. I mean, you know, they've got plenty of code crackers, but I just want to point out too, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the head coach of the Chargers next year. Got NCAA sanctions hit with a suspension this year for recruiting stuff during COVID. He will be playing two games against the Las Vegas Raiders who are coached by 
Antonio Pierce, who was part of the Arizona State staff that got hit by Ed's double pedals for, for COVID recruiting. Very fair. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you, if you let Antonio Pierce be a coach in the NFL, then Connor Stallion should be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. So I'm uh I'm 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 kind of of the mindset that well, all right, let's actually that is important. Michigan and the NCAA. Harbaugh's gone. So what do you think would be the, is going to be the actual impact whenever these cases, two of them currently active, are resolved? One of them for the um, recruiting during the dead period, and then another uh, violations that are tied to impermissible sign stealing. I think the penalties will be light, regardless of Harbaugh, because the NCAA cannot afford to piss off any of the Super 2 schools. If the NCAA is committed to like sticking it to the head coach, then it does beg the question, like how much will they really care about sticking it to the program and punishing the players uh, going forward, right? Now, now that the head coach is gone, uh, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, there seems to be a lot of different, you know, cases going on right now, but I, yeah, with, with Jim Harbaugh gone, it, how much was this about punishing Michigan? How much was this about like the NCAA hates Jim Harbaugh? So I have always and thought was that was part of it. Personal for some investigators, potentially. Yeah. I, or just like he was, def- like I said, he was defiant, you know, at, at every step of the way, he is not giving them exactly what they wanted. Um, so, yeah, of course, you, you might think that that's a, a part of it. They have also backed off of really hammering current players. Yep. So here's my mm-hmm. expectation. I think that number one, they're probably going to be some minor violations. They probably won't take a lot of scholarships. They might limit recruiting days. You know, there's always like how many staff can be on the road for how much time. Maybe they limit some scouting something just so there's some tit for tat uh, in terms of the Spygate stuff. But I think they're going to hit Jim Harbaugh with a multi-year show cause. And they're going to make it seem like all this, like Jim Harbaugh is going to be responsible. And maybe there's another assistant they're able to pin on this. And they're going to be like, and they can't, uh, they've got two years. Because what is it? Chip Kelly got two years. His two, his two years came and went while he was in the NFL. Nope, didn't miss a beat. Um, I think it might be something similar for Harbaugh. That's fair. I mean, his NFL contract's going to be longer than that anyway. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's five years. Did Pete Carroll end up getting a We didn't have the level one coach responsibility violation that we do now. Because right. there's that new rule that if anybody on your staff breaks a rule, then you get a violation too because you were supposed to know about it. And Which that's is insane, honestly. Like, that's, that's a bad rule. Fair, yes. Like, mm-hmm. it... It would make sense if they more narrowly tailored the rule where it's like if somebody on your staff is doing something not to which you had knowledge, but which we should reasonably expect you to have knowledge, then I think that's kind of a fair rule to punish somebody. The whole like anybody on your staff does anything rule is like there's some stuff you're just not going to check for because why well, would you? Like, because there were too many head coaches who protected themselves. Too many sure. head coaches and universities got good lawyers and had the system set up so that there was always a fall guy around you and it never actually got to you. And I feel like the NCAA kept falling on their face against all these coaches that had built the web and put out a fall guy. Now they wanted to actually create some real punishment, I guess. Be Can my we get thing. some likes on this video, by the way? Sure, smash let's that like. Let's hit that like button. Let's go. Yeah. No, I, that, that's fair. I, like, Does the NCAA have a Paul D right now? I thought the Paul D was the guy who cracked the cases. Oh. Isn't Paul D the guy that that like kind of had it out for uh, uh, for USC? There's only one Paul D that I know, and he's he on Jersey Shore. 
I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what the NCAA enforcement staff looks like. That's a that's a beat. I don't have. I don't know if I've got that dog in me. No, knowing yeah. the actual members of the NCAA enforcement staff outside of like needing to look it up to fact check something or get in touch with somebody. I don't know if I've got that off the top of top of head. But I think that Michigan, for the most part, in terms of its current team with everything going on, I think the case ends up largely focusing on Harbaugh, who will be who will be in the NFL and will not feel any of the pain from whatever punishment the NCAA is trying to inflict. Yeah, so Paul D, uh, he was the uh, the chairman of the Committee on Infractions for NCAA when, uh, when they went after USC. Interestingly, he was also the AD at Miami during their Pell Grant fraud scandal of the 90s. So, uh, and uh, he passed in 2012. So, uh, can't so have you guys want to talk about the ACC schedule? No, yeah. gonna, no we got to save that for Thursday. Oh, okay. Top right. 10 games on the ACC you're most excited about. No, I think you. I, I think the way that you approach it is you try and get a sense now that you've got the order of the games, the rhythm of a season. You can. We've always known the opponents, right, and the home and away splits, but yeah. we don't. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like in terms of how all the games fall. The, the order does kind of matter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like in some leagues, the order doesn't matter as much to me because you play so many good games. It, but. In this league, it can have a material difference. Like if you if they somehow stack all your tough games back to back to back, whereas somebody else gets their toughies spread out. Yeah, if we if we know already that you're playing three of the five best teams that are not you, and then right. we see, like you mentioned, they're all stacked up in late October and early November with no bye week between them. Everybody, like, ugh, I'm, that's that's gonna be difficult. We'll see if you can do it. That kind of stuff. So we'll dive into that. Uh, A lot more fallout from this news. Again, Jim Harbaugh is off to the NFL, going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Where does Michigan go next? Uh, We believe that Sharon Moore could be the favorite, but there's a long list of heavy hitters and impressive coaches who would be on there as well. We'll be back Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And you can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.